You just follow all the trends, don't talk to me. I set the bar, I'm the fucking bar. Look in the sky, I'm a fucking star. I don't fall in love, cause I be loving hard. Do everything like my shirt, it's a large. I don't care, I crash a ghost. Two cribs and two states, I be doing the most. I got white folks' money that I won't blow. What's going on? This is the Last Word Podcast. I am Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. Yeah, that's YG. Big Bank. If you've played Madden, you've definitely heard that song. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. This is the Last Word Podcast. Uh, available on iTunes. Anchor. Anchor, Spotify, Google Play. Any place you get your podcasts, you will find us. Yeah. Just hit the subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button. Okay. <laughs> hit it like a thousand times. And make sure it says subscribe. Don't hit it a thousand times. You know what I mean. Just, just click it. You just click it. And uh, anytime we upload, which is typically uh, Wednesday, sometimes on Thursday, just depending on schedules and whatnot. Uh, and if crazy things happen, like we had to delay last week yeah, because last of the week. Yankees. So, you know, usually Wednesdays, but uh, we will get you a podcast every week because that's what we do. Anyways, speaking of Yankees, baseball. Oh, so the, I love playing baseball. The CS is underway. AL and NL. And it's um it's been a weird it's been a weird couple of days for the both CSs for the NL and AL. If you told me we'll start with the AL because it is the only one right now stuck at one and one, one game apiece each. If you told me that Chris Sale would pitch and lose, but then David Price would pitch and they'd end up still winning the game. I'd look at you funny and ask you, what are you smoking? Yeah. Because typically... David Price don't do well in the playoffs. No, he gave up four runs. Not bad. Not bad. Not his worst start in the playoffs. I mean, he's no, had, he's had well, a I'm lot a Jays worse. fan. He's had a I lot remember worse. Kansas City, All right, okay? I love, I love playing playoff David Price because it's fun. Playoff David it's Price. fun. But um, Red Sox and the Astros have split the uh, first two games. The Astros taking the first one, 7-2. to two. A little bit of a bludgeoning. A little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, the Red Sox did bounce back in game two. Uh, got dicey there. Oh, it, yeah. Very dicey. <laughs> Held it started, on. It started getting to the okay. plate. And we we sort of we, we're seeing that what I what I what I talked about in the Yankee series where that I didn't believe in the Red Sox bullpen. I didn't think they were very good. Because they weren't. Because they're not. Well, the, Craig Kimbrell. He's great. He's great. But you he's know stud. what? Playoff. Craig Kimbrell's like a little bit like he's off sometimes. That's, has okay, his, that's he has any closer. Mom, he has his moments. That's any closer in a one inning situation. But the the Red Sox did find the way to win and uh, at least split at home with the Astros. Now they have to travel to Houston. That is a tough ballpark to play in. You know what's going to be even tougher? This Chris Sale. Yeah, he's uh, in the stomach ho- illness mm-hmm. that had him in the hospital. He's he's out now. Yes. But, um, well, if you watch the game, everyone was sitting around being like, what's wrong with Chris Sale? Why is he not throwing 98, 97? Like, what's what's going on here? Why is he throwing 90, 91, 92? What's, what's happening? Well, this is probably what was happening. Mm-hmm. This kind of explains it. The only issue is if, if you're the Red Sox is, is he going to be able to go in his next start? That's... Is he still going to be throwing ninety in that next start? Because you got to assume if he went to the hospital, it was probably pretty bad. I don't know if he was going to die or anything, but he was fairly sick, and you'd have to think you're going to be tired. You 
probably weren't eating a whole bunch if you had a stomach bug. And whatever you might be eating through is intravenous. It's liquid, which is not – it's nothing that's going to be nutritional value. So what value. type of – well, it's, it's like pure nutrients, but it's nothing that's going to – It's nothing like, that's going to help you. It's going like, to keep you alive, but it's yeah. not going to give you sustenance. Exactly. That's what so I mean. So it's like what type of energy levels is he even going to have if he's even mm-hmm. able to pitch? And if you're Boston and now Chris Sale can't pitch for you, you got problems. Yeah, because now it, it's, it's almost lining up, I think – Game five, or will it be game five? No, game game six would technically be David Price's start. Yeah. Now, if Chris Sale cannot go, oh man, do you punk? Oh, you now God. have to bump. Regardless, they're gonna have you have to. They're now, gonna have to do something. They have to do something. They, they would have to rejig it somehow, yeah. and then it, you bump David Price on short rest to face the Astros in Houston with the Croft. You think the Green Monster? The Crawford box is about half the height, and it's closer yeah. to home plate. They're going to rake. Yeah. Right-handed hitters, especially off lefties. They do pretty well yeah. in Houston. And if you're a Red Sox fan right now, you are, you're 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 praying. But you, I Like how how much of – there's already an issue with, with Chris Sale and his decreased velocity. There was a shoulder issue. The shoulder issue. Who knows what Inflammation. else Inflammation. Pedro, yeah. Pedro essentially <laughs> insinuated that he got a cortisone shot. Pedro technically works for the Red Sox. Yeah. He's an advisor. Got to love how he also helped Severino get right, but... The, well, he, he helped Severino get right. Uh, he started with that thing a couple of years ago. No, no, but he's been a, he's but been on the Red Sox I, payroll for I th- a, I think what, as an advisor I think, for a I think long it's a, time. I think it's a young pitcher. No, no, it's or a Dominican. Just, it's, it's a, a guy Dominican from. It's a guy thing, yeah. from where he's from. It's it's Pedro though. Yeah. Like Pedro is gonna. He doesn't care. He's going to help someone who asks him for mm-hmm. help because he's like. I didn't. I don't know Pedro, but from people that covered him, that talk about him, that explain. Yeah. Essentially, the Severino thing. They're like, if you knew Pedro, that's just Pedro. Yeah. Like he just he loves the talk pitching. Mm-hmm. He wants to help young guys do stuff. Yeah. But like aside from that, I got a little sidetracked. Mm-hmm. If he's in the organization and is insinuating that Chris Sale had a cortisone shot, there's yeah problems. Probably a good chance that he did. Yeah. Not to mention if Pedro's talking about what it looks like when you've had a cortisone shot as a pitcher, I'm gonna trust Pedro Martinez. Yeah, over a few. He people. would know. <laughs> and so now, if that happens, because uh, for Game Three, these podcasts, for the record, are recorded on Tuesdays, and the Red Sox game has yet to happen. So tonight, Nathan Avaldi's taking the bump. Mm-hmm. It. You know, for Game Three, they're going to be trotting out for Game Four. Rick Porcello, the porch, did pretty well against the did pretty well against the Yankees. Mind you, they couldn't. They the Yankees were a disaster, but I don't want to talk about the Yankees because their <laughs> season is done. I'll rep the brand, but that's it. Just sitting here wearing his Yankees yeah, hat forever, angry, angry, <laughs> a bitter old man sometimes, <laughs> like an old man yeah. trying to return soup at the <laughs> deli. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the sea was angry that day, my friend. It's <laughs> a great episode. Oh, I great just, episode. Seinfeld in general. Love it. It's just amazing. But if so, Porcello will go in Game Four, and Porcello's a good pitcher. Like he's been solid this year for the Yank, uh, for the for the Red Sox. If but you're wondering, it, it's Rick Porcello, but yeah. we're Italian, and you actually like if you pronounce his name properly, it's Porcello. But but Porcello, Porcello. Just you figure know, I'd throw that out there yeah. for, if anyone was confused. Yeah, he confused. knows what his name is. Yes. He's just pronouncing it properly. I'm pronouncing the way it's I've like been Zach taught. Parisi 
isn't Parisi. It's Parise because yeah. he's Italian yeah. and he changed his name when he went back to Minnesota to sound more, I don't know, like a caker. Basically. So now we have an issue where you're going to get to game five, which could potentially be an elimination game for the for the Red Sox, for the Strohs, mm-hmm. and you're going to trot out David Price. Or a compromised Chris Sale. That's It's a tough position. Now, you, you could be lucky, and hey, maybe he gets healthy, yeah. and then maybe it's fine. And maybe Chris Sale, hey, maybe he's not sick anymore. Maybe he does throw 97, because yes. he got up there mm-hmm. against the Yankees. He, did, he was able to hump it up there yeah. after not being able to from coming back from the shoulder mm-hmm. injury which is partially why Pedro insinuated that he had a cortisone shot. Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's chance he could be okay. It's just, this is your season. In the you balance. went out and got Chris Sale for this. Last year, Little Rocky mm-hmm. against the Yankees. No, it was Look, against the Strohs. Or against the Strohs. Pretty. Well, no, no, Yankees, the one before that. Oh, do you mean like from the, the yeah, DS? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm talking about like his, no, no, because last year his playoff performance was bad. Yeah. And oh, this was, year so far it's been oh, good. Oh, I thought you were talking about like last year's DS No, no, no I'm, I'm comparing like last year oh, in okay. general right. to this year in general. Understood. His Understood. first start against the, it was good. Yes, he was. Right? And then you saw the velocity drop. And then there were issues against the Strohs. Mm-hmm. See, the difference was last year he had the velocity. He just, he just didn't pitch well. Mm-hmm. And this year he was pitching well. And now you wonder, it's like, okay, is he going to be healthy? Or is this maybe going to be worse? And if you're the Red Sox, you... You're if you're a Red Sox fan, you're panicking. You're nervous. You're hitting the panic button right now. Unless you're Jared Kravis. <laughs> <laughs> He's just out here taking shots. Wow. It's going to be a very... <laughs> the song is rocking. Stay hot. It's going to be very interesting to see what transpires for this for the Red Sox. For the rest of the series, I have said that the Astros were going to walk... Were, we're going to win this series. I figured they were too. And I didn't for think different it. reasons. And right now, <laughs> right now, depending on the outcome of tonight's game and the the following evening's games, it you know, the literally the reason why David Price came to Boston is because he wanted to play for championships. Yep. And he could be pitching for basically his for for a championship, or he could be pitching to save his team's attempt seat, at a championship. Attempt at a championship because. You know, it's. I think Houston wants to end it in Houston. Oh yeah, and for obvious reasons, they don't want it to be going back to Boston because it's a it's a crapshoot going back to Boston. A lot can happen. Mm-hmm. The benefit for the for at least the Astros, though, they at least have the pitching staff and the bullpen to kind of. If it goes deep, they, yeah, they're they're prepared. Yeah, the Reds because are, they're just going to throw. Verlander, Cole, yeah. Keuchel, and you better believe that in Game Seven it's going to be Verlander starting, mm. and if any, and everyone's and, coming, and, out and of everybody's going to be coming out of the pen, they will gas. They will gas everything. Cole. Yeah. You, you might see Verlander, Keuchel, then Cole. Yeah, like the the way that it's been happening with in in the NL. Mm-hmm. I guess we can transition over to there. Yeah. The way that the Dodgers have been using their bullpen, bringing righties, bringing lefties, trying to get the Dodgers to use because the Dodgers basically have a platoon team. Yes. In the playoffs, because of the way the playoff roster works. Mm-hmm. They can have a platoon at almost every position. So can the Astros do something where they mess up the Red Sox and they can start screwing with them and start making them adjust. pull, pull guys off the adjust. bench earlier? you got to yeah. use Steve Pierce. But maybe you burn Steve Pierce against Keuchel, and then Steve Pierce is done for the game. There's a lot of interesting things that could happen if this went down the road. Yeah. And it's... The longer this goes, mm-hmm. the better it sets up for yeah. the Astros. No. Transitioning now to the uh, NLCS, uh, the Brewers are just 
there, I just just, I, I just I, I, Brandon I Woodruff, <laughs> right-handed pitcher, starter, reliever. He's supposed to be a starter. Didn't have a good time as a starter. He's young though. He's a prospect for the Brewers, so you know, and they put him in relief, and he, he did pretty well as a reliever this year. He throws right, but he hits left-handed. He was facing Clayton Kershaw, one of the best left-handed pitchers of all time, and takes him goddamn yard. I lost my mind. I don't know about <laughs> you, but this Brewers, te- like, this Brewers team has this team of destiny feel when guys like Brandon Woodruff are going left on left off, off Clayton Kershaw. By the way, fun fact, the first time a left-handed hitter who's like a pitcher hitting left-handed, mm-hmm. has ever hit a home run off a left-handed pitcher in the history of the playoffs. Baseball's been around for like 150 years. To do something for the first time ever, it's kind of special. And then you have Oswaldo Arcia, or Orlando Arcia, out here, sent down two different times by the Brewers. Who had had two home runs, I think, in the entire season. I think that was the stat I saw. He had two. Home, he's had two or he had two or three home runs. I think he had four home runs in the season, but that might even include the ones he had hit in the first playoff series, <laughs> like in general on the season. But you you have this guy. He's been sent down twice. He's supposed to be the Brewers' top prospect. He's a phenomenal defender, but he just couldn't figure it out with the bat. Well, it goes four for four in game one sixty three. Hits a couple of dingers as the playoffs continue, and oh by the way, hits a two run shot. On Monday night, do you know who's kind of is? He's a little bit reminding me of just like the success he's having in the playoffs. David with, with with being just a shortstop in general. Ooh, from a team that really nobody expected to do anything a few years ago. I was thinking with David Eckstein, but that was a long time ago. No, no, I no. Was no. A child. I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> he's not putting up the. He wasn't putting up the numbers, but he was getting on base a lot in that leadoff spot, haunting every team's nightmares, including all of Blue Jays Nation. Cetus Escobar, another shortstop. You ju- just he eye twitched that that triggered <laughs> when you brought that I've name been hold- up. I've been holding that nugget for a little while. I didn't want to mention it in our like pre-talk. I was like, I know who I'm bringing up. Mercedes Escobar. Mercedes. We're gonna talk about that fucking Amish dude out there stealing home runs that are fucking home runs. <laughs> that strike to Ben Revere that's at his nose. Yeah, I remember. People don't forget, Ange. I know they don't. <laughs> just people don't forget, all right? But it seems like that's this. Just the Brewers <laughs> in general. The funny thing is, you're right. They have that. They, they have me. that Kansas City feel. That's what you know they have. That they're Kansas a high, Here's the thing, too. High BAPIP team. Yes. Which basically means luck. <laughs> but like, if you look at this team, mm-hmm. the only difference is the defense. Like Kansas City played phenomenal defense. Yes. Um, and then their bullpen was unbelievable, but it was only three guys, and their starters yeah. could go five, six innings. The Brewers don't even need to go that far. No, because it's they unload Josh the Josh Hader machine. Like Jesus. here he comes out of the bullpen, and it's like shit. The first game he threw forty-seven pitches. He almost went three innings. You, if if you're the Dodgers tonight, especially because you're you're trotting out Rich Hill tonight, mm-hmm. uh, and. That could that 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 this is a it big swing good. game. It could be bad. You're hoping you're hoping they win because you have to win because then it goes at least it goes Ryu, and then it's gonna go Kershaw. Right Kershaw, yeah. And at least if you you have to split here in these next two games. Oh, 100%. Because at least if you get Kershaw in game five, I know that Kershaw's gonna have a bounce back game. 
He's Clayton Kershaw. He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, if not the in the history in the history of the game. And if you need to have Kershaw at least pitch and win a game for you to make it so that you are having the opportunity to play for this World Series, because if it gets to Kershaw and you're down three one, you at least feel good. No, but you you feel good about your your chances. Yeah. But the problem is now yeah, is that you have to go game six and game and seven. game seven and game seven. I have a feeling you'd see him come out of the pen. I I I think he would start. Up, oh, I think he would start. I, give him two or three give, innings. Give him two or three. Actually, you maybe know what? Even the way this innings. is going with the the openers, I think you're right. I think you could see a couple innings yeah. out of him right off the hop because then they can and bring boom into the and then they can bring um will Bu- uh, sorry. Uh, Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller. So I, I don't know why I'm thinking Will Will Bueller. Bueller. Did you see MLB Bueller. do that thing with the with uh, <laughs> David Stein there? Yeah, Bueller is unbelievable. So good, fantastic. So I I th- uh, that's what I believe might happen if if it gets to Game Seven because if the Dodgers are up and they got Kershaw, they're up, or if it's tied two two, you know that Kershaw is going to give you a good enough performance yeah. to win the baseball game. The offense will have to be there because the offense. It's okay. It's not bad, but it's it seems like it's almost hit a little bit of a snag. I think some of it too is Dave Roberts playing for this whole platoon setup, yeah. so he's not starting Max Muncie. Mm-hmm. So what happens is he is a bunch of guys. Now, I I, I like messing around and doing crazy the, things, analytical th- like mm-hmm. I, I like what the Rays are doing. It's weird, but I kind of understand it. And I like it, like with the opener. I mm-hmm. get it. Dave Roberts, though, I think is taking it a little a step too far with the position players. None of these guys come off the bench on a regular basis. No. These are starters. These are guys who are used to playing in the field to get them. Some guys need to play in the field to get themselves right. Yeah. DHing is hard to do. There's a reason that not everyone DHs. Yeah. There's a reason great hitters can't DH. Jose Bautista wasn't a good DH. He needed to play. Yeah, he needs to get the feel. Josh Donaldson needs to play third base. Yes. Edwin Encarnacion, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was a great DH. But that's rare. It's hard mm-hmm. to find. And what you're asking a lot of these guys to do is to sit around for half, two-thirds of the game and then get fired up and be locked in and ready to go in the seventh inning mm-hmm. when this isn't something that they've done. Yeah. And I get it. And, and you know what? I get it. You want to go lefty, righty. You want, you want to maximize the matchups. You might be doing a little bit more damage to yourself than you are getting an advantage on the Brewers. Now, again, it's the Dodgers. They have everything. They're deep. Yeah. And they're talented. Mm-hmm. But I had this kind of feel. And again, I like I, I I'm a huge proponent of analytics in baseball mm-hmm. and analytics in a lot of sports. But you we, saw this with Do- Dave Roberts in the postseason. You saw it especially in the World Series. He used his relievers too much. Yeah, and it's not just—it's not just guys getting tired. Mm-hmm. It's you get to know what they throw. You start to get familiar with guys, mm-hmm. and even if they throw a hundred, you can gear up and hit it. Yeah. So when Brandon Morrow, like last year, pitches in all seven games, oh, at some point. That very good Astros team is going to know what to expect. Yeah. Especially with the quality of hitters that they have. So this is, I think this is something that they did to themselves last year. And I wonder if they're in danger of doing it again to themselves this year. Just instead of with the pitchers, 
with their position players. Mm-hmm. Well, we, and and the other thing too for the uh, for the Dodgers is that window is is closing a little bit. Yeah, they go. Oh, guys, are, like Kershaw is now he's had injuries. He doesn't throw in the mid to upper nineties, and he's still Clayton Kershaw. No, no, yeah, that's but it's different. Yes, he's not. You're, he's still Clayton Kershaw. He still has like this aura about. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same lights out. Oh God, I have to face Clayton. It's different. It's it still moves, but it's ninety one. Yeah. It's just it's different as guys age. Mm-hmm. It's it they change. Unless you're Justin Verlander, now you're back to throwing ninety nine on a regular basis because you found the fountain of youth in Houston. See his wife. This is true. That's the fountain. That's the fountain. Yeah. That's the fucking fountain. Okay. <laughs> Justin Verlander wins it. Every All right. Life. <laughs> Justin Verlander just wins. Just a day. I'm asking. A, I'm asking a day trade. I, <laughs> even on your off day, you could pitch. I just want to <laughs> hang out on the bench and go home to your wife. You know. Well, the Dodgers, um, hopefully, they're looking to tie it up, or else they're going to be in a very compromising position. Oh yeah. Uh, we will have more on it next week, and we will know if they were eliminated or not because, well, oh baby, it'll pff, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, transitioning now, um, do you want to take a quick second to talk about your boy? I do. I need to just a, a moment in time here uh, to uh, congratulate uh, the turtleneck. Uh, Thomas Placanich uh, hitting his 1,000th game took a little while. I was expecting it a little earlier, <laughs> but uh, Montreal. Carl Olsen are up there sharing the popcorn, but um, uh, because of Montreal's hot start, uh, he didn't play the first couple of games, which didn't get him to, to a thousand games. But last last night, being Monday night. Uh, playing against Detroit, he in the Bell Center. In right? the Bell Center, yep. he got to his thousandth game. Um, a man who has been around <laughs> long time in Montreal. Okay, very, very. He's long almost time. a career hab. He has a career hab, except for this mm. thing that what, I think I both know, of us what, want what to forget about. What happened? I have no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. Sorry. There was a moment where like there's he something. Didn't, something I don't know happened. what happened. Like he he didn't have a goatee, but like for a week it was weird. I don't know. It was weird. I was not. I happy never about want it. that to happen it was again. Gross. All right, never want that to happen keep him. I will. He's yours. He, he, you know what? Yeah, he is. He's he's in in today's game. A thousand games is an impressive feat. Oh hell yeah! Uh, especially in I don't know if we'll see is we'll see guys certain uh, players hit the thousand game mark. We'll see plenty like of them. the younger generation yeah. of NHL players. We might not see as many because of the way the game has transitioned to being a younger man's game, but. Uh, Thomas Pekanich, the uh, constant professional, has been in Montreal a long time, played a role, never complained about anything, never bad with the media, never bad with fans, always shows up, does his job. You know, sometimes, yeah, he's got his moments of, you know, yeah, you're making $6.5 million and we're putting yeah. up the $6.5 million worth of points. But <laughs> playing on the fourth line. <laughs> there's a reason why Sidney Crosby hates him. Sidney Crosby hates Thomas Pekanich. Not the individual Thomas Pekanich, but the hockey player Thomas Pekanich. He also hates Brandon Dubinsky. But it's just because of the style that they play, and he's a difficult <laughs> he's a difficult matchup. Like in his day, Thomas Pekanich was one of those shutdown centermen. Yeah, he, no, not a big guy. He's a number two guy who would shut down, who play yeah. all the matchups. Yes, and, and make it hell. Yeah. for for the opposition. You know, he never played with the. And, and the other thing too is he never played with the best wingers on the team. He always played with like the second or third line guys who. Yeah, because he had the checking role. He had the checking role, but um, congratulations and to Michelle Terrian like to have like the defense Michelle line Terrian, and then like a Jacques, kind of offensive line, but like I think I can name all his coaches because he had Claude Julien, Michelle Terrian, Jacques Martin, Randy Cunningworth. Jesus, and there's wow. one, 
Back one, of the ether for I th- Randy Cuthbert. I think there's one more there that I might be missing. I don't think I'm missing anybody because I don't think he was around for Elaine Vignon. Yeah, he coached the Habs too. Just know all these things. But uh, congratulations to the Thomas Plakanich, uh, the turtleneck. He's, he's, he's Plakanich? Ki- Plakanich? I call him Plakanich. They <laughs> go Plakanich. They, there's they, a million different ways to say There's a million different ways to say it, but for me it's Plakanich. Uh, the turtleneck, uh, the constant professional, gentleman, uh, good guy. One of the few players who, you know, at a time wants to stay, wanted to stay in Montreal and always wanted to be. And just does his thing, goes about his business, punches Where's the time. Where's his turtleneck? Wears his, wears his turtleneck, punches the clock in and punches it out like a good employee. Uh, <laughs> from, Company man. From from one Habs fans, I appreciate your time with the Habs. Uh, how long you, how many more games you play. Uh, we'll see, but uh, it's been a ple- it's a pleasure watching you most nights. <laughs> but uh, I love the turtle- like I, I love there. the turtleneck, and uh, glad you've kept it around for so long. It- it's your little trademark, and you will forever be remembered because of the turtleneck and because of your stylish goatee. Thank you, Thomas. Anyways, uh, <laughs> transitioning now to uh, the NBA. It's about to start. We haven't talked about the NBA in a little while since uh, Boogie Cousins went to. Uh, Warriors, the Warriors, and and the Kawhi thing. Kawhi to Kawhi traded to the Raptors. Raptors. Pretty excited. So, um, we kind of know what the the West is going to be. We've kind of like broken down some of it a little bit before. Yeah, you're gonna get Golden State. You're gonna get the Rockets. The Rockets, but you want to know something? The Lakers, because LeBron's there. Can I tell you what I could end up seeing? Is we can see an LA Golden State Conference Finals. Yeah, because it's LeBron. Because it's LeBron, and I trust LeBron more in a seven game series than I do Chris Paul and James Harden. I trust LeBron more than anyone. Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah, because he's LeBron. Give him the ball. Yeah. And now look, instead of having oh Kevin God, Love, well, no, no. J.R. Smith. Kevin uh, Love's good. Kevin Love's okay. J.R. Smith forgot what the score was in, in the NBA final. <laughs> wonder what, That's a thing that happened. If they win that game, I wonder how that oh, series it's changes. Oh, diff- it's completely different. LeBron doesn't break his hand punching a clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> true. Right? And then he doesn't play the rest of the series with a broken hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we know what the West is. You know, what I mean, it's it's overloaded, and ever it's uh, my favorite thing is that people being like, "Oh, the West is so loaded. Who knows if the Lakers are a playoff?" They the have Le- LeBron James. They are a goddamn playoff team. They're probably a fifty-plus win playoff team and a top three seed. Easy, like I, that's I, people just like I trust them. I I I trust them more than I say I trust OKC. Yes, I trust put it this way: Golden State. Houston. Maybe the Rockets, and I have issues with the fact that, and I can't believe I would say this, two years ago saying this would make me sound crazy, but losing Trevor Ariza and adding Carmelo Anthony is actually a bad thing for the Rockets yeah. because they lost defense. Oh, and by the way, Trevor Ariza doesn't jack up 30 shots a game. He's efficient when he decides to shoot, and he shoots corner threes. Mm-hmm. But you have Melo now. Now again, you also have Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella. It's a pretty nice trio. You'll yes. do real well. But don't sleep on the Lakers. LeBron fucking James plays for them. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say this about at least the the Lakers and one uh, member of the uh, big baller brand family. Oh god. Uh Lonzo. Who I like. I like Lonzo. Lonzo's the only normal one. Yeah. <laughs> like Jello and Lamello, Jello, Lamello. Like Jello, Jello is just like sound like products at the grocery store. Lamello yeah, and Lamello is dumber than a doorknob. 
That's an insult to the doorknob. That is that an insult to the doorknob. That doorknob does a lot. Okay. You know what? I apologize <laughs> to the doorknob because no one wants to be compared to LaMelo. They're useless. But uh, I like the Lakers. I, I do think it's. I Magic paying LeVar I, the I, hush money to shut the fuck yeah. up. I also, I, I was just about to say, I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win. No, they're going to win a title. Barring massive amounts of injuries, like massive amounts. Mm, KD. To KD, I, I just was, just KD, and I think LeBron might be able to do it. it yeah, the, but see, that's that's the thing with the Warriors. Was LeBron? This is a, the Lakers are a weird team because they have like I look at Brandon Ingram and I look at a guy that should be Kevin Durant. Yes, you know what I mean. And and you can see things with that team. Mm-hmm. Do I think Kuzma's as good as people were hyping him up to be? Like he's going to be some elite first team NBAer? No. Do I think he could be an all-star? Oh, yeah. With LeBron? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lonzo, as much as his family's ridiculous, is a very talented player. He's got issues with his jump shot. I think he's going to average... I'm going to say this now. He averages about 12 assists a game. He Because because, because LeBron of LeBron. dominates the ball so much, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of alley-oops. No, 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 I know. But I, I don't know how many assists Lonzo's going to get. I, I, think, I know he's going to get a lot. I think, I think early... Lonzo, I, it, he also... I think what you'll see is a lot of, you know, Lonzo starting the play and basically trying to get LeBron in isolation. Brings it up the and floor. And brings it up the floor and, and sort of he's the he generates everything and then it goes to LeBron and then kind of LeBron then dictates how the rest of the team goes about it. Maybe Lonzo's worked on his jump shot this year and that weird motion he does. He he has changed it. It's yeah. the motion isn't as insane although my my favorite part was his first uh preseason game, his first three was an air ball. Yeah. <laughs> After spending the whole summer reworking his shot and it didn't work. Um but. no, but like it, it's better. It's it bad. was getting better by the end of the year last mm-hmm. year. He's a good player. Yes. Like he's a triple double threat anytime he steps onto the court and mm-hmm. he plays defense. Yes. And he's 6 foot 5 as a point guard. Yeah. Like you don't find, he's lanky. these are these he's are very things. lanky. Also I hate LeVar. I hate I love LeVar. most of the stuff that goes on with that I, family. But when I look at Lonzo and watch him play, like I said, LaMelo's dumb. Jello is the forgotten middle child. Nobody cares about Jello. Lithuanian. Lonzo, Lonzo might seem like he's not the smart. Basketball IQ-wise... Very bright. He exactly. Very bright. He knows this game. <laughs> he knows where teammates are going to be. He does things that again, if you didn't have his dad there mm-hmm. to bring down, like because there's so much hype around him, and a lot of it is people trying to tear him down because they hate his father. Yeah, and it's not really watching his game. He does. There was a there was an assist he had last year where someone threw it at him, and he basically like backhand slapped the ball to a guy in the corner. Like he can do things that. You shouldn't even be able to think that that's a possibility. But he can do that. And you put a guy with that kind of basketball IQ with LeBron. Here's another thing, though. LeBron had Kyrie when he was at his height. He had Wade in Miami. Yeah. Lonzo? Is Lonzo Wade or Kyrie? No. No. I don't think he has the potential to be either of them because Kyrie might have some issues. No one in the league has handles like Kyrie. No. But you got Lonzo and Kuzma and Ingram and some depth. Like that's moving and shaking. You know what I mean? 
yeah, I still think that Beasley and Lance Stevenson and yeah. Rod, I think that's more of an issue than anything that's, else. That's the interesting part about that but, Lakers team. But for one year, the first time JR showed up with LeBron, he got him. He got his head right. Yeah. All those guys are on one-year deals. Mm-hmm. LeBron needs them for one year. Just one. He needs Lance Stevenson to be a pest if he for can one get, season. If he can straighten those guys out for one year, if you can get Lance Stevenson playing at the best of Lance Stevenson, because mm-hmm. I hate him, but I will admit, when he's on, he's a force. He can do everything. He can guard. He can shoot. He can pass. He can rebound. He can do everything. And if LeBron can get his head right, that's a pretty yeah. big. They have enough pieces to be able not to not, not to mention like Lance Stevenson could get Draymond thrown out of a game at any time. <laughs> and I almost wonder if if Rondo and that's and I wonder I almost wonder if there's three of those guys knowing you have to play the Warriors and one of those three is constantly going to be talking shit to Draymond until he snaps. I have a feeling that could happen. I have a feeling we could see a few ejections from. Oh, shit. baby! The you know the rest of the the uh, the rest of the West. You have Portland. Portland's a good team. I like Oakes. Portland, but they're not doing anything. Yeah. You know, I love Lillard and oh, what's his name? CJ uh, CJ McCollum. They're great. That 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 team's gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. Their ceiling is finishing fourth, mm-hmm. and then losing to one of the powers. And yeah. it's sad, but that's what they are. Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves, who were fourth, yeah. They got issues. Ah, Jimmy Butler doesn't want to be there. He's calling everyone out. He's trying to force trades. Now he's going to play. He's going to start the season How, there. He, he's potentially the, sleeping with teammates' girlfriend. We don't know what's going on. Here's the on thing with Minnesota. Jimmy Butler. A couple things with Jimmy Butler here. One, um, like acting as if he is a superstar in the NBA, like he is oh, LeBron, Steph, KD, you know, Anthony Davis. Yeah. Real superstars, even even Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Westbrook. You're not. You're none of them. You're good. You're, you're good. very good. You're a good player. Don't get me wrong. But you're a nice number three of a big three of a big three. You're you not, are not the one. You're not the one. And I don't even think you're the two. You're the three. You're you the play defense. You the, do a lot of everything. You're the Kevin Love. Yeah. You're the Chris Bosh. Everybody loves you. And when you have a bad game. You're the guy who gets blamed. Yep. LeBron never gets blamed. Kyrie never got blamed. <laughs> well, Kyrie got Kyrie got some blame. But Kyrie Kyrie then it kind of turned around because yeah. LeBron haters stand Kyrie against yeah. the, So it yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, you kind of get the, the short end of the stick being the number three, but you're part of the big three at least. Yeah. And but, the thing is, he's the big three. It's supposed to be with Wiggins and Towns. Yeah. And he hasn't now. Jimmy Butler's not the first one to say this about Wiggins and Downs. And probably won't be the last. And both of them just got max contracts. Yeah. That might be an issue. Might so be an issue. There's a Timberwolves non- have some problems. I think that the Timberwolves will be the team that falls out of the playoffs. So the Lakers can join. So the Lakers can join. Join and, the party. And who knows, maybe even the, the Spurs will join. Will, will fall out because you know who I really like? You know what, though? They I like the Denver Nuggets. Oh, that team is so I good. like the Nuggets. That team is so dangerous. Okay. And Paul Millsap missed almost the whole year yeah. last year. And Jamal missed- Murray's taking a step. Gary Harris Jr. Gary Harris Jr. is someone that nobody talks about. He's an unbelievable two-guard. Yeah. The, the guy can do everything. You want him to pass a little bit? He can pass a little bit. You want him to rebound? He can rebound. You want him to play lockdown defense on a two-guard? He can do that. You want him to guard a three? He can also do that. Gary and Harris Jr. is a dangerous player. 
And they missed the playoffs by a game last year. Oh, and I didn't actually even mention their best player, <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Oh, and by the way. The egg. I like to call him. Jokic. <laughs> the the, the Russian, Joker. The or Russian egg, spoke, whatever you want to call him. He's the, Serbian. Serbian, Serbian Russian. Is he Serbian? I know somewhere, he's, he's somewhere, not Russian. How about but he's, the, I'm going to call him the Eastern European egg. <laughs> the E E E the triple E. There you go. <laughs> New nickname. And people don't say people are wait, wait, wait. nicknames. The Fabergé. The Fabergé. There we go. He's the Fabergé. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's like so I have, good. Do I have no? I, you you want to talk I'm about tr- a unicorn, a center that yeah. shoots threes, that runs the point, that does? He was a fat point guard that grew. Yes. This is, these are his own words. Yeah. That hit a growth spurt <laughs> and became a center. Yeah. He's. I can see that I can see them sneaking into the playoffs this year. Oh, and Michael Porter the, Jr. on this ridiculous draft class could have been the number one pick. Yes, and he got hurt before he played. Like I think what was it, a game in fifteen minutes in college? Yeah, and it, something stupid like that. And he's going to miss a bunch of this year too because he's they're, they're fixing his back. He's six foot ten and a drop dead shooter. If I can use a comparison of a, of a player who got hurt in the draft year and ended up being something pretty good. Pretty, pretty good, and it's not the same sport, but. Is football related? I thought you were gonna look at Kyrie. No. Same sport. He only I, played eleven games in college. I like I like Porter Jr. a lot. So do I. You know who I'm gonna compare him to? And it's a, we'll Ooh, see. Okay, I gotta know. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley <sighs> hurt in college. Still a first round pick. High first round pick too. He was still and, and you can see I could see Porter Jr. having that type of effect when he actually steps onto an NBA oh, man, floor man. as a starter. Like you you could have a first unit if you really like. Think with me here. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris Jr., um, who you got at the three? Maybe Will Barton. Maybe, if he's healthy, Michael Porter Jr. Then at the four, you have Paul Millsap. And then at the five, you have Nikola Jokic. And then look at your bench. Your bench. You know what I mean? Like the guys they have, you you got a Plumlee, you got Lyles. I like Mason Plumlee. I like mm-hmm. you got Barton if he's not playing the three. You got some, you got Isaiah Thomas running your point. Trev Lyles, he's still there. Trey Lyles. Oh, that's who I was talking about. Trey Lyles, the, yeah. yeah, you got uh, Plumlee and Lyles in the front court. Like you got some pieces there, man. Like you got a dangerous team in Denver. And like playoff I said, team. playoff team. 100%. Millsap didn't play most of the season. That one win that they missed out at. If Paul Millsap plays the whole season, they get that win. And they're and Denver's a, a one of these. They had um, they are a very um, high point per game team. Oh yeah, they score like ten crazy. They have to learn to play some defense. Yes, so they play some. They well, play. That's, I think that's inch a, defense. That's, that's another issue. Like once you have Millsap back, yeah. There's instant defense. Gary Harris plays defense. Will Barton plays. De- you have it mm-hmm. on your in your starting lineup. You have it in yeah. your backups. Because if you shave a couple, because they were a one, they had 108.5 also points they a game. Play at altitude. Yes, they play in Denver. Make teams run. Play high tempo. Exactly. You're a high tempo team you. that runs, and you're gonna have guys mm-hmm. dying by the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a dangerous, Very dangerous team, man. Team. Those are, if, I, if I'm going to say the two teams out of the playoffs this year, from this, it'll be the 7th and 8th seeds, which were San Antonio and Minnesota, respectively. And sliding in would be Denver and, and, LA. and L.A. with the little brother Clippers just missing by like a thin See, slice. Before DeJounte Murray blew his ACL out, I would have said that it, like looking at the Spurs, mm-hmm. 
for them, because Kawhi didn't play all of last season, you traded Danny Green for DeMar. Like This is just over your team last year, right? Yeah. So you traded Danny Green for DeMar DeRozan and Yaka Pirtle. Mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan, for all his faults, is better than Danny Green. Danny Green might play better defense. Danny Green might be a better three-point shooter. DeMar DeRozan literally does everything else on yes. the floor better. Yes. I love Danny Green. Fitting with the Raptors, perfect fit. However, there's a reason DeMar is who he is. There's a reason he's a constant all-star. There's a reason this city loved him so goddamn yeah. much. He's really good at basketball. And if you have him for Danny Green, Spurs got better. Mm-hmm. But then but, you lose the Jonte Murray, who is the reason they were getting better because yeah. Tony Parker wasn't playing by the end of the year, and Murray was, mm-hmm. and Murray was putting up triple doubles and looking like the point guard. They, he was looking like the lottery pick he was supposed to be that yeah. fell to the back ass end of the draft, and of course the Spurs grab him and turn him into what he's supposed to be, like the Spurs typically do. Now but him tearing his ACL mm-hmm. and right. Tony Parker being in Charlotte, which is weird and kind of <laughs> gross. It's just one of those things that that's that's you, where you might see them miss never, the playoffs because now you're gonna have Patty Mills. Yeah, a rough go for those uh, San Antonio Spurs. But you want to know something? They might be bad enough to be, you know, get a top ten pick. Nah, they're just still you pop man. I know pop. I can't. Like, I, I just know. the faith, the faith in pop. Just well, the bad man. Like I can't. Yeah. Can't pick. You gonna pick up? You gonna pick against pop? <laughs> I'm not. You, you seriously think pop's gonna they're gonna have a lottery team? I don't think they're a 500 team. <sighs> I love Pop, but I just don't think there's the. the uh, I don't think he's able to squeeze the. That's ta- too hard in the West. It is hard in the West. He gets West. to play Dallas a bunch. I Although, know. actually, Luka Good Doncic. Don. I like Doncic. I said this beforehand. Of the I year, said this bro. beforehand. I thought Luka Doncic. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get ahead of it. We can cut the tape at the end of the year oh. when he looks like he is. You get excited about Ben Simmons and everything that Ben Simmons did. Luka Doncic is like Ben Simmons. Slightly less physical, 10 times the shooting. Mm-hmm. And in today's NBA, if you are a shooter. And, and I'm not, I'm also not saying he's not physical. I'm just saying he's not a like a tank like Ben Simmons yeah, well, is, who is just like, give me the freak. ball. I can't shoot, but I will run over yeah. all of you and dunk on you. Whereas Doncic is just like, cool, I'm like a 6'8 point guard. <laughs> like, I just, I am. Uh, but going to the... To the Spurs, it's hard. It's they're in a tough spot, and I just don't think that they're gonna. They have talent. I think losing to Jonte Murray is probably the blow that knocks them out of the playoffs. Yeah, I think if he's still there, they have a shot. Yeah, they have a definite shot. Oh yeah, but but without him, yeah, that's big because then you're mm-hmm. looking at Patty Mills. Yeah. Now on to the East. Uh, it the, the Boston. It's it's Boston. It's I'm gonna say Toronto with Kawhi. On there, if they have healthy Kawhi, it is a. It's going this. to be a battle. I oh, I yeah. give the I give the I give the edge to the Celtics because they have the better coach. Yeah, hands down, a collective. Well, we don't we the don't collective. know, but I will say that right now mm-hmm. it's Pop. And it might be Brad Stevens. Yes. Uh, Brad Steve Kerr's Stevens, up there. Brad Steve, Stevens like, runs. Steve Kerr's got a combination of a really good system and also. He, he's he's one of the few guys that can deal with a team with that many stars. Yeah. So Steve kind of a special situation where he's a it. He is he's almost he the is, perfect guy because when he was in when he was in uh, when he played in Chicago exactly he had he had Pippen he had Michael. Rodman and they had MJ. 
Yeah. And you know what? You wanted someone who can handle Draymond? He had to deal with fucking Rodman. Yeah. Rodman's fucking crazy. Okay? Like, Draymond's nuts. He's not Dennis Rodman. So, Brad Stevens. I love Brad Stevens. They have the the better coach. I think starting five, I give him a slight... Because I like... Al you Horford's have, amazing. Al Horford's... He does everything yeah. that people don't want to do. Okay, if it, it's... The, I want to know what happens now with with a healthy Gordon Hayward. What are they going to do? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. second year. Okay, they Taylor have... Brown in his third. They have a lot. They're very, very good. And with Brad Stevens at the helm, if he has those... If he has the five... For the entire season, well, it's not even just that. It's not even just the five. You got Terry Rozier, yeah. you got Marcus Smart, Aaron Baines is good for yeah. that team. Like you, Daniel Dice is coming back. He was really good until he got hurt. No, okay, when I say really good, situationally for them, he was really mm-hmm. good because he defends and he's great in the pick yeah. and roll. They have all of these nice little pieces. Are they slightly better than the Raptors? I think so. But the difference is if Kawhi Leonard. Oh, of is quite. back. Yes, like that's that's the thing. That's the question mark. And, and here's this the thing. whole thing. As a Raptors fan, you haven't been able to say something like this since you had Viz Carter, where you sit down and you're like, "Yeah, we have the best player on the floor." Mm-hmm. Unless you're playing the Lakers or yeah. the Warriors, you have the best player on the floor. Yeah, because in in a, in a seven game series against the against the Celtics, Kawhi is the best player in the series. Oh yeah. But then I look at second, see, third, fourth, fifth, fifth might all be on the Celtics. Yeah, and I, what I worry about, like what I'm expecting from is OG, OG Ananubi. This I expect, is... I expect him this year to have a breakout season. And it's not not only is it everything that OG flashed last year; mm-hmm. it's the extra health, and it's the fact that this guy was compared to his closest comparison. Was Kawhi? Now, is did we think he was going to be as good as Kawhi? Kawhi is special. Yes, he is a top three player in the league when he's healthy. I love OG. I don't know if he's that, but if you get to learn from him directly from him how to play that way, Mm -hmm. I don't see how that's a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. And if he can take a step, I think Danny Green healthy, because last year he wasn't healthy. He was playing with a torn groin in this system where he's playing D and getting into a corner. I also think Kyle Lowry is going to have a sneaky good season. Because, again, this Nick Nurse system, Nick Nurse created the pace and space that they played with last year. Mm -hmm. But you know Dwayne Casey, he was the head coach. So he put his own spin on it. Yes. So yeah, and Nick Nurse was the offensive coordinator. He was like, these are some ideas. Here you go. And then Dwayne Casey implemented them. Nick Nurse is our, last year, for example, Dwayne Casey, there's the bench mob, there's the starters, and that's it. They are separate. And then in the fourth quarter, if you need guys that are getting you hot, can, yeah. that's when you see a Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. That's when you see a DeLon Wright. And you see guys starting to get mixed and mashed and put in there. Nick Nurse isn't going to wait till the fourth quarter. No. He's going to do this to start. Yes. And he's going to change and change and change and fiddle and play with the lineups throughout an entire game. That could be a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. That could be a bad thing. Guys knowing what their role is. Like, that was Casey's thing, and it works great with young players. And look at the bench mom. Yeah. But now you got guys, a little bit more experience. They're still a very young team. But you can give them different. You're gonna start. You're gonna start to see what guys can handle. You're gonna throw different things at them. Yeah. You're gonna have guys ready to start, ready to come off the bench. 
maybe more ready to accept that because they weren't told that you are this one thing and this is all you're going to be like Norm Powell was told he was going to be a starter. You are the starter. Then he was pulled from the starters and he wasn't even put on the bench. Yeah. Then Norm Powell was just the extra guy. Mm-hmm. He was the 11th guy in, in a rotation, which is real bad to be. The fact that Nurse likes to move all these guys around, I just, I'm so excited to, yeah. to watch it. Yeah, the Raptors, this is a finals or bust team. Oh, 100%. This year, especially. All the, the chips were pushed into the middle yeah. for this year. And, and Kawhi, this is yeah. most likely, hey, who knows? Maybe he stays. But you look at this, this deal was made with the idea yeah. that this is for one year. If and, Masai can get him to stay, awesome. God bless you, Masai. But if you can't, you had to do it anyways yes. because you're pushing it all into the middle and you're going for a title. And you have to. At this point, At this point, just before Boston gets really, really good and before, oh, yeah. and before the Sixers start to figure things out, mm-hmm. you have to take your shot. This is the time. And I do not blame Masai. Because I am 100% for I am, it. I am with him on it because he can see. I Look, <laughs> there's a reason why teams like the New York Knicks are trying to uh, try to get him because yep. they realize, shit, look what he's doing with the Raptors. Fuck, we suck shit forever. Yep. Basically since we had young Mello. Since the Mellow's oh been. Yeah, it's been a long time for the Knicks. Yeah. So And that was only like, what, one playoff run? Yeah. So now I'm sure, you know, Masai saw it and he's like, damn, he's like, fuck, Boston's good. Shit, Philly's getting really good. The process finally fucking works. He's healthy. It's healthy. Oh, God. Shit, I better figure this out. I better, you know what, if this is going to be my shot, I'm going to take it. Because if I can keep Kawhi, I have a better shot. Oh, things are different. Forever. Things are different. But if you can't... You know, transition to a younger roster. You've yes. begun the process. You 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 just did it a year earlier. Exactly, and you it's better. Did it a year and you earlier. want to know something? It's better to do it a year earlier than a year too late. Because it, a year early, guys got value. Yeah. A year too late, you're the Toronto Blue. Jays. I was just about to say that. Yeah, the Toronto. Blue. You're stuck there, and yeah. you you had to do it when you were the Blue Jays because you had Josh Donaldson. You had these guys. You had to do it. Yeah, you had no choice. And this is what happened to you. Yeah, and Masai, Masai's looking down the street. Because he sees directly across the street not that far. from the Rogers Center. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hmm, I'm going to learn from that. Yeah, don't want to do that. Not going to be in that no. situation. And you know what? Kudos to Masai. Uh, the rest of the, the East, rest of it's, the it's East. basically it's pretty straightforward. Indiana, it's, I think Indiana might be the fourth fourth team. Yeah. I like Indiana a but lot. But I think, I think it's pretty solid. Boston, Toronto, mm-hmm. they're on. They're one too. Yes. I don't know who's. Like, we'll see. The season we'll see will be great. The, yeah. A lot can I happen. would give Boston the edge. Yes. Same but here. again, Kawhi Leonard's here. I'm very yeah. excited to see this. Because Kawhi plays, I'll say, 75 games. You know, the rest, yeah. you got to rest them too sometimes. Can't let them. And there's going to be a nig- like a nagging thing yeah. here. He's going to have like a, a sprained ankle or some shit. No, it's, two games. we don't want sprained ankle. We want like, no, that's true. he's got a, a, he's got a, a, a sore foot. Yeah. Like, it's called some sore foot. Shit like that happens, okay? Like 82, ga- playing 82 games is very rare. <laughs> yes, very, very rare. Uh, you know, the rest of the East, you have Cleveland. That's going to be a mess. That'll be bad. We saw how they were without LeBron James just on the floor. That's now LeBron exactly. James is not even on the team. Exactly. They replaced. Did you see what they Colin Sexton, I, I feel bad for you. Did they see? Did you see what they replaced Le, where LeBron James yeah, sat? Yeah, it's a towel it's rack. It's a towel rack. You know what, Cleveland? You're going to be needing those towels to wipe down your face and realize, shit, we suck. Damn it, we're done. We should have turned this into a Hall of Fame, like a, a, a shrine. Sh- yeah. But Put instead... A- 
like a picture of LeBron in like a, a, a half a tub or the, <laughs> this, the the bath soap, whatever you want, to, and just like candles around and and like you know you have a little player like a little mini speaker oh, underneath playing man. music. That'd be fun. Uh, the you know you, I think Detroit could be a playoff team if Blake Griffin can stay healthy. I also That's think if that he Dwayne, stays healthy, Dwayne Casey has shown that he can take he can make a team better than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Because there were Raptors teams that weren't very good. And I'm thinking about when they traded with Sacramento. Rudy Gay was gone. They got a bunch of spare parts and started winning. Yeah. Dwayne Casey can do that. Yes. And you know what? You got some interesting pieces in Detroit. You got some young pieces, too, that he can work with. And Blake's going to get hurt at some point. Blake's going to play 55 to 65 games because that's what Blake does. There will be an injury at some point. If you've had him in fantasy basketball, you know that Blake Griffin gets hurt at the worst times. And you know what those worst times are? December, January, when you're trying to push to help give yourself a little bit of a hope of trying to make the playoffs, it just like like, not even the balloon pop. It's like somebody unties the balloon (laughs) and just lets the air out little by little, and it just deflates. Yeah, that's how it is with the Blake. But I think, I think him with Andre Drum, I think he's going to be able to get stuff out of these guys, Mm -hmm. and I think we're looking at a playoff team because again. I was for firing Dwayne Casey, but it's not because I think he's a bad coach. It's just the, the, it's he, it had, run, reached he had run his course, right? The, he had the, reached yeah. his ceiling. This was the best he could do. Hey, if you're in Detroit, you're going to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to be a contender unless you luck out and miracle draft some stud. But you're going to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Casey is going to make you a yeah. good team. You'll basically be replacing the Cleveland Cavaliers, probably. That's who they're going to replace. The only other team, maybe in the in the West, the, sorry, the East, that can push for the playoffs is uh, Charlotte. Yeah, from the outside looking, from in. the outside looking. But in, again, like they're just it's 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 going to be very hard. Depends yeah. if like unless like the Washington Wizards well, self implode. Wizards themselves. are a mess. Yeah, and Beal and Wall Hating. is not working. No. And I don't know, and you can't really trade Wall with the contract you have him on, but you no. could trade Beal because he can shoot really well. Mm-hmm. But do you really want to trade Bradley Beal? Because you might want to keep him yeah. and trade John Wall. Yeah. So the Wizards are a tire fire. Are they going to make the playoffs in the East? Probably. They, they, they have should. so much talent. Yeah. They're going to talent themselves into a playoff yeah. spot. But they're not going to do anything. Not going to do it. Probably lose to Boston in the first round. Yeah, probably. Or the Raptors. Raptors. No, the Raptors. Whoever's finishing first. The Raptors, the Raptors like had that one bit of a problem with them, and then last year just they figured it, them. They figured it out. They, they got it under control. But anyways, transitioning over to the NFL in our <laughs> weekly... <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pull up the music <laughs> this week. I'll save it for <laughs> that was so, special occasion. Because I didn't see it coming, it was yeah, so good. <laughs> I didn't save it. When it you don't so see good. it coming next, it's when it comes. <laughs> uh, we continue our weekly segments of uh, picking against the spread, talking a little NFL while we do pick against the spread. Um, a way to analyze the teams yeah. as we talk about them. Uh, last week, again, a 6-9 and nine week for your boy, Angelo. Uh, Steven, a little bit of a rougher week. Still in the lead. Still in the lead. But like I have said, Rome was not built in a day. It is built brick by brick. And I moved up a game to being now from originally I think it was five. Week I had a by, huge ass lead because week two I went off. And week by week, I just well, like the chop, like chopping the tree down, <laughs> little by little. And uh, now it's a, a two point or a two win lead, a two game lead. Um, Steven currently sitting at forty three and fifty, and I am sitting at forty one and fifty two. I figured out that there were standings on this thing. Didn't realize. You got to find the totals. Got to find the totals. So the totals are determined. That's what it is. But uh, this week's picks. 
brought to you by no one in particular. But if you want to sponsor, you want to sponsor us, shut us out. Shut us out. Uh, hit us up. Uh, I'll get an email set up, and you can hit us up. And if you want to sponsor, we, you know, ten dollars. That's it. You know what? Actually, sorry, forty dollars. Cut that. Sp- Just cut it. Just forty dollars <laughs> for the sushi that we eat. That's it. We get sumo. So we get the get the place down the street. Sumo boy, if you want to sponsor the podcast, hey. <laughs> we'll, we'll shout you out every week. Anyways, the Thursday night game, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, one and five, are two and a half point favorites at home, taking on the two and four Denver Broncos. Jesus Christ, they're favorites? They're favorites. because they're at home, they're two and no. a half point favorites. No. They're in Denver. No, it's in Arizona. Arizona's no, that's what home. I just said. They're home. That's why they're the favorites. Arizona's the underdog. I thought Arizona. I thought you said they were two and a half no, point no, favorite. Two and a half point underdog. Sorry. If oh, I said okay. I, I had heard. Fa- I might. I might be wrong though. I, that's what yeah, I had heard. So Arizona two and a half point I'm so underdog. Confused. Yeah. Okay. Um, their run defense is so bad, and DJ hasn't been great this year. No. But this could be the DJ breakout <laughs> the, game. The breakout game. Because uh, thank you, Todd Gurley, and your 208 yards, and two touchdowns, won my fantasy week by point one four points. Take it. Hold on. Um, to it. I think I'm gonna have to take the points. <laughs> I might actually, I might actually join you on the points train, but then where I'm going to go a little crazy here is I think that Arizona actually is going to steal a win here. I think it's going to be a field goal, though. Yeah, it'll be close. I think it's going to be a last sec. I think it's going to come down. It's either going to, they're actually going to win the game or they're going to lose by three. Yeah, that's how this game is. That's going no, to go. but that's that's why I'm taking yeah. the points yeah. because you have yeah. So you're taking Zona. Taking the points. So it's taking Zona. Yeah. I will be taking Zona. Well, I think Josh Rosen will actually have a good game this game. Uh, I think that DJ does break out, has a let's say 132 yard game with two touchdowns, with a touchdown and one reception touchdown. Ooh, all right, yeah, a little creative, get a little creative here. Um, 9:30 game out in London. Ooh, I actually get to wake up to Wembley, like last year. Yeah, last Uh, week the LA Chargers are six and a half point favorites. The four and two LA Chargers, for the record, taking on the three and three. Tennessee Titans. It's a tough one. Ooh. It's a tough one. Because you would think that with the way Tennessee's been playing, a little meh, and now they're traveling across the pond, playing in an odd stadium, taking on a Chargers team, coming off a win against the Browns. Not necessarily a big win, but a win nonetheless for the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like this. You know thing. how I feel about both of these teams? Yes. And this is a, and, and, and the thing is, this is a game the Chargers would lose. At being at 4 and 2, a game behind Kansas City, needing to keep pace exactly. with them. This is, a this is the game they freaking game. lose. But then they're playing the Titans. Yes. And like, uh, but like, I look at the Titans and they got embarrassed so bad by the Ravens that you think there's got to be some kind of bounce back there. But it, again, it's the I, it's the Titans and they're it's in playing Wembley. yogurt in their quarterback and they're in Wembley, which is another issue. And it's, that's the difficult part here. These games are never good in Wembley. They're no. never good. The games. only team that shows up for this is the Jags because yeah. they're used to it. There was only I can honestly say probably the best game of this whole thing. Bills Jags was maybe the Bills Jags or is the that Steelers. EJ Manuel ridiculous this game or the Steelers and Vikings. They played out there. That, I feel like that was five early. years ago. Yeah, I was about to say. I feel five like five years early. ago, and and it was uh, actually like that was I think Le'Veon's first season too. Oh wow! So, so it was a little different. It was a little different. But I remember still- that, that that Bills Jags game was phenomenal. 
It was unbelievable. Mostly because both teams sucked and yeah. they, they made so many mistakes that it was so interesting and awesome. But it was still a great game. But I'm going to go stick with the Chargers here. I, I have, have to, to join you. It's not like fun. It. I don't like it. No. I don't like it at all. Anyways. I can't play. I can't pick plain yogurt. Can't do again. it. Again. Can't do it again. I've picked him a couple of times. And it's, <laughs> I felt bad each time. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, the Chicago Bears at 3-2 and two at home. Three and a half point underdogs taking on Tom Brady oh, God. and the New England Patriots. Three and a half? Three and a half. I want to take the points just because I think they're gonna, the yeah. Patriots are going to win on the last second field goal again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they're somehow going to win by a field goal. The three and a half, the hook is what kills me. The hook is always what kills me. The hook kills me here because I think I'm going to have to take the Bears at three and a half yeah. because that defense is like. The Patriots offense. The Patriots offense is amazing. Yes, Khalil Mack will get to Brady at some point, but Brady's still, I think, going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think Trubinsky's going to have a pretty good day against that. Actually, the rookie quarterback. Now that I think about it, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, second year, but you know what I mean. You know. Young quarterbacks against Belichick defenses do not do well. No, Mahomes did okay. Mahomes that's scored Mahomes. forty points, bro. Yeah, but that's Mahomes. Different. <laughs> Not really Trubinsky. But, but the thing is, is that that Chicago defense that is, thing, is, think, is better than Kansas City. Kansas City's Swiss cheese defense. That's not even, don't even, like, Swiss cheese is delicious. Don't insult <laughs> Swiss cheese like that. Okay, they're non-existent. <laughs> they're not even a cheese. They're you not, know what they are? They're the bucket. They're the American curds. cheese. American. They're those gross processed cheese yeah. slices that taste like plastic. Yeah. That are trash. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah, that's the fair comparison. Still, like the hook is it's killing the hook. me. It's always. The I hook. think I'm gonna take the Bears because of the hook. Yeah, I, I'm actually gonna take the Bears here as well. I do think it's gonna come down to a field goal. I think after getting kind of embarrassed by Brock Osweiler last the week, the Brocket launcher. I think that Chicago will have a bounce back week. Um, Khalil will hopefully do something because last week he didn't really do anything against Miami. That's actually the first time he he's yeah. had a strip sack in every game until then. So I can see so. Chicago keeping this an entertaining game and it being in Chicago. I can't say whether it's a factor because New England, New England plays, plays in, in New England. Bank. Um Roquan will I guess be handling Gronk. Like That's a zoo like a zoo like a zookeeper. I wonder if it's him or it's Adrian Amos, one of the safeties. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Or maybe the safety will be on uh the uh forever dangerous Julian Edelman. Oh man. Just going about his business like no one's but the more I, gonna, I think about this, the more I'm actually kind no. of concerned for the Bears because Josh Gordon going over the top, Julian. Oh. I think it's. I think it's. I, I honestly think it's going to be a close game. I think. I think the weather will play a little bit of a factor. It being cold, even though like it's it's the first taste of cold weather for these teams. Real yeah. cold. Yeah. It's Chicago cold. But I will be taking the Chicago Bears. I'm uh, sticking with it to cover. But they will not win this game. New yeah. England will move to five and two. On the regular I'm season, right with you there. Uh, the New York Jets, another AF, AFC East team, at three and three, respectable three and three for yeah. the Jets. With the, with the Darnold, you know, with the Darnold, he's doing okay. Uh, three and a half point underdogs at home, taking on the three, two, and one Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I think the Viking. The thing We've too, seen the rookie quarterback hit, story against this yeah, team. Yeah, right? Like Josh Allen, I don't think that's happening again. Mm. I think because of the Josh Allen thing, this this team They've takes woken this. Up. I think they take it a little bit more seriously, mm-hmm. which is going to be a bad thing for Mr. Darnold over there. But another interesting thing, Dalvin Cook was supposed to play last week. Yes. But he said the whole lead up that he was not going to play unless he felt 100%. Mm-hmm. Not 75, not 85, not 90%. He wanted to play at 100 
He was late inactive because of what he felt like when he warmed up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't at 100. If Dalvin Cook is back for this game, if he is healthy, I don't know if it's particularly close because I think this, this Minnesota offense took Kirk Cousins a little while, but now it's really humming yeah. along. Diggs and Thielen are cooking. And if you can add the running back to that now, and the defense is kind of woken up a little bit after getting shelled by Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Gonna take the Vikes here. Yeah. Although I do, you know, I like Todd Bowles. You know, I like that Jets defense. Not as high as you are on Sam mm-hmm. Darnold, but I think, still think he's a good young quarterback. I just think the Vikings are gonna be too much here. I think this is the Vikings moment where they, we start to see the Vikings we thought at the beginning of the season. Yes. They might not have Everson Griffin. They, like, that's a huge loss. And what's going on with him is. Scary, yeah. man. Like he's having some kind of he's having some serious mental mm-hmm. issues. You know what I mean? Like that's that's beyond football. Yeah. But but the guy that replaced him on the field has been really good. Yeah. I just I gotta take the Vikings here. I think they're gonna be too good. I think mm-hmm. this is kind of the separator for the Vikings mm-hmm. where they start to show people like mm-hmm. we've always been this good. Yeah. Now we're ready to show you. Yeah. Um, you know I'm a big uh, Sam Darnold fan. Yep. Uh but Lipa Senior. Lipa Senior. I will follow. I will cheer for the Vikings, I guess. Uh, I think that, you know what? I think the first half will be closer than a lot of people probably think. Oh, yeah. It will I, think, be. I think. But I think come the second half, I think that enough just adjustments will be made by the Vikings yep. to win, cover this spread. Probably. I'm not going to say probably because every time I say probably, it's going yeah. to be like a, you know, a touchdown game or something. It turns into being like a blowout or something. So, yeah. But I will say, I think that the Vikings will do enough to win. You know, against the rookie quarterback, uh, you know, Sam Darnold's still growing in this game. And, you know, this is after winning last week, the Vikings realized that, hey, they got to start winning too because everybody in their division Mm -hmm. is winning as well. The Philadelphia Eagles coming off a big Thursday night win against the trash New York Giants. God, they're so bad. With a crybaby of Odell Beckham Jr. Um, At three and three. I'm, not, I'm, just, so I'm blaming everybody. I'm blaming everybody, top to bottom. But anyways, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are uh, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, taking on the three-and-two Carolina Panthers. Oh, uh, I think the three-and-a-half-point favorites three and at home. Four-and-a-half-point favorites. Four-and-a-half at home. I, they're starting to get They're starting, they're starting to get, to get the, Now, granted, J.J. It's a big, big, big loss big for that loss. team. It's a big loss. Yeah. But you know who made an appearance? Who looked really good all of last year? Mr. Nelson Aguilar. You know who else looked pretty good? Their other receiver, Alshon Jeffrey. Carson Wentz, he's back, baby. There's a reason he should have been the MVP last year. Like a beautiful butterfly emerging from his cocoon. <laughs> it's chrysalis. Chrysalis cocoon, whatever. Boom. No, no, it's, no, it's a cocoon. Yeah. That was just being fancy. <laughs> <laughs> just pulled out the scientific words here. <laughs> Give me the Eagles all day long on this one. I'm going to stick with you here. I think that the Eagles will win this game. I like the Panthers. I think the Panthers are a good football team. But I think that we are starting to see the Eagles get into the reemergence. Of They've woken Wentz. up from their hangover nap. They've taken a Tylenol, maybe three, maybe four. Carson Wentz is back. Carson Wentz is back. Nick Foles has been Nick Foles is relegated is back to the bench. He can hold the clipboard, holding the clipboard, holding the the tablet for for <laughs> Carson Wentz to look at, 
and the Eagles seem to be getting the gist of everything. Uh, continue to win, cover the spread, and put the Carolina Panthers at three and three in a compromising position. The Miami Dolphins, four and two. The fish, one and a half point favorites, taking on the two and three. Detroit Lions. Do we even know who's starting at quarterback? No. Be- well, it's- is, it, is, it, is it still Brocktober? <laughs> Brock-tober. There's so many good ones, man. <laughs> the Brocket Launcher, Brocktober, no, the Brock Star. Well, I don't know if you've heard this, but uh, Brock Osweiler is a Adam Gase guy. Yep. You know who's not an Adam Gase guy? Ryan Tannehill. I have a feeling that Brock Osweiler starting this you game. You know who also has never really been a very good quarterback? He always has these flashes. Ryan Tannehill and Brock Osweiler? Yeah. Both but of them? Like Ryan, Tann- Ryan Tannehill's had these flashes where yeah. people are like, man, maybe he's good. And then maybe he is good. And you know what's hilarious? He was a wide receiver for most of his career at Texas yeah. A&M. He'll make a good. He switched to quarterback because of a bunch of injuries in his last year mm-hmm. and went in the first round. Think about this for a second. It's how it's 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 how desperate teams are for quarterbacks. Yeah, they will they will take the chance and pray to God that this guy becomes something, even if there's and, question marks. And God bless him, he's had some decent seasons. Yeah, he's been okay. He almost got him. Th- he got him to the playoffs. Yeah, he's he's been then he got okay. Hurt. Then he got hurt, and Matt Moore came in and and Ooh. got feasted upon. Ooh. But <laughs> it's just like I can't pick the fish. Nobody can pick the fish. I'm That's not the problem. Even, do you know why I'm not picking the fish? I picked the fish before too, and I've actually won on the fish because they're four and two. Do you know how? Who, I don't know. Do you know who knows how to stop the fish? Uh, I'd head, say former New England Patriot. Yeah, uh, former head coach. Uh, sorry, former defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, um, who's currently coaching th- this Detroit Lions team. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a beard. Pretty good beard. Decent beard. You know? Solid beard. I like it. And he's got a pencil a little time for pencil, some reason. You know, he's a, you even know, though his it, card is laminated. Yeah. I think I think uh, he enjoys the finer foods, like cheese steaks, maybe a good burger here and then. Oh, this man—he's like—he's like us. He's like us. He enjoys. He enjoys. Food. He knows he, what's up. Yeah, he knows what he's probably a foodie. He's not foodie. out here having his like arugula <laughs> no. and you know. He's not having a kale salad. Yeah, it's not happening. Okay, it looks like he skipped the kale salad. He's joining we, us. We, we've skipped the kale We're salad. We're going for a burger, so, yeah. a cheese steak. Some deliciousness. And a beer. Maybe some poutine. Maybe some poutine. Throw that out there. Let's bring a little poutine in. Uh, I like the Detroit. I actually like the Detroit Lions in this game. I think I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a really good game. I think that – I keep saying I think. Uh, it's, it's a tough game. It's a very tough game. But I think Detroit does enough, gets the win, moves to 3-3, three and three, covers the spread, and we get it up. You're taking Detroit too, right? You're not taking yeah, the I'm fish. Taking, yeah. All right, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers letting me down last week. I thought they were going to keep it close. They almost got the they almost got that touchdown at the end of the game, and I was I I didn't even, I wasn't going to even call you. I wouldn't have even called you. <laughs> I would have just left it. But uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would have are three and a half. Get this, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two and three at home are three and a half point favorites. Oh my god! Taking on the two, three, and one Cleveland Browns. Oh, give me the Browns all day. All day. You know how I feel about Baker. You know I you know I like this Browns team. And my God, Tampa's bad. Like the fuck I love the Falcons. God bless them. They got nobody left on defense. 
Holding on. Okay? Everyone's hurt. Some strength. Brady Jarrett missed another game. Vic Beasley hasn't showed up in two years. I don't know where he is. His face on a milk carton. I don't know what's going on, okay? He's gone. He's missing an action. I see a 44 on the field. Here's the thing. With all of those issues... Tampa had issues scoring for chunks of that game. I know the way the final score looked, but Tampa had issues at certain points in this game. Cleveland's defense is so much better than the Falcons. It's not even close. The defense at your local high school is better than this. That's what I mean. Like, Miles Garrett's going to eat Jameis. You want to talk about eating a W? He's going to eat you, motherfucker. I think he's one. They're one in something. Like, they've only won one game since he said we're going to eat this W. It's just. It's bad. You know what I mean? Like, how are they the. Because it's the Browns and they'll find a way. The Browns, this. But I got to pick the Browns here. I have to. I have to. You have to. I I believe. Can I tell you something? I don't want to do it. Oh, my God. But I have to pick the Browns. (laughs) <laughs> Why? This is like, but then I'm thinking like Vegas is basically trying to trick us right now. Oh, that's that's 100 percent what it is. It's this trying is, to get yeah. people. Yeah, it's like, come on, put your money on the uh, put them on the box. Put, put your them, money on the box. Come put on. Them on the box. Do it. Do it. I'm gonna take the Cleveland Browns here. They're not gonna cover this spread. They're going to win this football game. That's how they cover the spread. They win the football game because you think your defensive coordinator you're getting fired is gonna help your team. No. no. Do you have James Winston still as your quarterback? Yes. Do you have no running game? Yes. You suck. Wait, hey, are you still using Peyton Barber instead of Ronald Jones? Yeah. Yes. Did you draft Jones in the second round? Also, yes. Uh, yes. Use him. Please. For Angie's fantasy. I need a free fantasy running back. That's why he drafted him. <laughs> Jesus, Tampa. Cleveland wins this game. No way in hell should the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be favored at home by this many points. No. They have not earned the right. This was a pickup. It would be better to be this a This should have been game. a point five. should be a point five where they got the or favorite. a one. Yeah. That's it. The Indianapolis Colts at <laughs> one in five. Seven and a half point favorites. <sighs> taking on the two and four. Buffalo Bills. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. Josh Allen's probably not playing. What's the spread? Seven and a half. If Nathan Peterman is playing in this game. He's going to make. Because they don't have another backup. They traded A.J. McCarron. So Nathan Peterman's all they got if Josh Allen ain't playing. Nathan Peterman's some dude they sign off the street. Okay? That's who they're going to (laughs) have. Give me. I can't believe I'm I'm, saying this. this I can't believe I'm saying this. Give me the Colts because this will not that that Buffalo defense. Who is it? Oh my God! Who is it? Who is Derek it? Derek Anderson. Oh, they just signed him last week. <laughs> they signed him last week. <laughs> oh my God! So he doesn't even know the offense. <clears throat> so you know, like that Bills defense is good, and I, and I would think that Bills defense could probably by themselves keep this to within a score. Nathan Peterman will throw an interception bad enough that they will score on defense. That's what's going to happen in this game. Like, the Colts are... Nathan J. Peterman is going to make this Indianapolis defense, who's young... Look like the 2000 Ravens. No. You may look like the fucking 85 Bears. 
the 75 Steelers. He's going to make them look like this dominant defense because he's going to throw... The 2000 Seahawks. Like, I'm calling it now. He throws three picks, and two of them are pick sixes. Probably. To Malik Hooker. Right into his bread oh, basket. Oh, he probably... Yeah. Right into the bread. Yeah. Right in the numbers. He's going to hit him right in the numbers, baby. I have never picked against the Indianapolis Colts on this show, and if you think I'm going to start now <laughs> with the Andrew Luck playing and Indianapolis, watch this Colts. is going to be the one that bites both of us. Oh, 100 percent. We're going crazy. 100 percent. It's Na- like when we talked about Nathan Peterman looks like t- Joe Montana. Remember when I took the points, or I took I took the, the Vikings and ten and a half? Yeah, because it was the Bill. Watch. Yeah, here we go. We're still both on the the, the Colts. <laughs> well, give me any like you. We know what's happening. The three and three, Jacksonville Jaguars. Are four and a half point favorites at home, taking on the also three and three Houston Texans in division matchup. AFC North. Deshaun Watson is going to die. (laughs) I feel bad for him. Bill O'Brien, if you want to protect him and save your franchise, don't let him play in this game. What is the spread? Uh, Four and a half point favorites. Yeah, four and a half here. I don't don't like the four and a half because Brock Osweiler. Why I don't like four and a half, but I actually think the jo- Deshaun Jackson is going to die. But I have a bad feeling they're going to keep this. They're going to keep it close, unless the, this is the issue with Blake Bortles. Because a couple of times a year he looks like he's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He throws for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. Do I think he can do it on this defense? Maybe. Really, like what have they done? They've had a few nice games. They've had a lot of bad. See, the thing is, though, where he's looked like Tom Brady, there's been a certain number 27 who's been in the backfield for them, and he's probably not playing this game because he didn't cut his fingernail right when he was cutting his nails. (laughs) Dak Prescott didn't have a very good – Dak Prescott was 17 of 27 last week. He didn't even throw for 200 yards. Nope. Okay. It two times. It was the Ezekiel Elliott show. Oh yeah, having twenty four carries and hundred on hundred with twenty four carries for one hundred six yards. He had a TD average four and a half sacks. Sorry, four and a half yards per game per attempt. Uh, Dak had 11, 11 attempts, eighty two yards, another touchdown. So can Deshaun Watson keep this game close? Yes, and the only reason it'll be close. Is because of Blake Bortles and the mistakes he's and the mistake make. he's gonna That's make. That's why this four and a half is an interesting yeah. number. It's it's the Jaguar like the Jags should win this. They game. should be they they are far and away the better team mm-hmm. because they're better at ev- almost every position except for quarterback. Yeah, like their their defense is better. Their offensive line is better. Their it's not hard to be the, better than the, the Texans' wi- offensive line. The the Raider sorry the the uh, wide okay, receivers the, wide, the receivers, wide receivers to the Texans the wide receivers and and right now. Okay, TJ Eldon's a little better than Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue, whatever they're trotting out there behind the Sean Watson. But this is this hurts me because you know I love the Jags. Give me the points. We're not picking. We haven't gone astray here, me and you. Steve. I know. I've noticed this and, actually. And, this is going to be hard for you to make a comeback. This, this, this is. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Houston here to cover this spread. Oh, say okay. It's the Jags should win this game. But without Leonard Fournette, you're gonna get the bl- and and there might not be, it's gonna be close. Yeah. Okay. I think I think like that's the thing. Like, it's gonna be too mm-hmm. close. You want to talk about a trap game? 
Here's a trap game for you. The 4-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. Two-and-a-half-point favorites. Taking on the 4-1 and one New Orleans Saints. Oh. Talk about a fucking trap game here. After the poor performance that the Ravens put on last week. They didn't have a very good game. They lost last week. Did they beat the Titans? Didn't they embarrass the Titans? No, I thought they lost last week. I thought they, like, shut the Titans out. Who was it? I swear that they lost last week. Oh, no, sorry, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Because they embarrassed the Titans last week. I was thinking about two weeks ago because when you lose to the Browns, it's like two weeks of pain. (laughs) When you tie them, it's like a month of pain. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I, I feel that this is a trap game. Like you should be taking the the New Orleans Saints, but Devonta Freeman's on IR. That's Ugh. what that is. Okay. Well, uh, breaking news: Devonta Freeman is on IR. That basically sums up the Atlanta Falcons season in a nutshell. It's a tough year for the Falcons. Very, very, very tough year. Um, Can someone not be hurt? <laughs> sorry, bud. I'll come give you a hug once we're done here. Anyways, uh, going back, it feels like this is a trap game. With Baltimore being favored by two and a half. But New Orleans is really good. And the way they've been playing, they've been playing really well. But I have this strange feeling that the fucking Baltimore Ravens are going to win this fucking game. I have this weird, weird feeling. Well, give me the freaking Ravens as much as it pains me. I don't want to do it because then they're five and two with the Steelers on bye. Don't like it. Don't like it. I just, I, the Ravens defense. God, This is a tough one. It is a tough one. It's in Baltimore. In Baltimore. Might be a little cold. Dome team going on. That's, that's, that's kind of what's clinching it for. Mm -hmm. Like that's, like this is a tough one. Because I think the Saints are the better team. Yes. But playing outdoors I also like Kamara and Ingram on the ground. But I got a feeling Joe Flacco is probably going to throw a lot in this game. Yes. Probably pretty successfully. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Give me the, I was about to say the Steelers. <laughs> Give me the Ravens. And please, God, take – well, it's not like the Falcons are going to have much choice, what? chance, <laughs> but, you know, take someone down a notch. <laughs> This will make you smile. It always does. The Washington Redskins. Oh, God. With, plain yogurt. With Alex Plain Yogurt Smith at three and two. One and a half point favorites. <laughs> Taking on the three and three Dallas Cowboys in an NFC East battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you this now. Okay. Dallas Cowboys got their big win last week. And they have a letdown game this week. Because <laughs> it's in division. And these are the games that Plain Yogurt wins. Always wins these freaking games. He always does. Finds He finds a way to win this game. Move the Washington Redskins to 4-2. and two. They will cover this spread. Oh, it just pains me to pick Plain Yogurt. This yeah, I pick is what... He does. He wins in the regular season. Give me playing yogurt. Give me the Washington Redskins. All right. Good stuff. Still haven't picked this right here. The San Francisco 49ers at 1-5. and 
Ten and a half point underdogs. Oh god, of course it's ten and a half points. <laughs> Taking on the six and zero, oh, last remaining undefeated team in the NFL, LA Rams. Do you remember when these teams played last year? Yes. On Thursday night, one of the greatest Thursday nighters of all time. Yes. And remember, at ten and a half points, nine and a half points last week, I took Green Bay to cover. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Sorry, I hit something. The Rams are too good. Yeah. Their kicking situation is a mess. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. CJ Beathard's going to be running for his damn life. The issue, too, is this is like a this is a division game. And this is going to pain me because I'm going to take the full 10 and a half with the Rams. And because it's a division game, this is going to come back to bite me in the ass. But I look at that Rams team. Cooper Cup might not play. Robbie Woods is good. Cooks is good. Gurley's good. They still have that guy. So I'm still on them to obliterate San Fred, and it bothers me that it's another game with this huge point spread. I have to take it, but my history with these big-ass fucking spreads has not been good so far. But I'm going to take it. You're doing it anyways. We haven't picked against each other yet. Oh, still, eh? <laughs> we, we got two games left, and we'll see if we do it there. Uh, I will be taking the LA Rams. I, San Francisco's not that really good. Like they got like the fact that that game was so close last. They're gonna night. be they're gonna be so happy when they get Jimmy Garoppolo back next, next season, <laughs> and they're gonna have a plethora of new players to play with with all of these high draft with picks. all these high draft picks because they're gonna finish probably two and fourteen. Sunday night football. Ooh. For a second straight week. Patrick Mahomes. The, was defeated last week. First it, loss. First loss. Uh is a five and a half point favorite. Taking on the Cincinnati Bungles at four and two. Oh who where is it? Kansas City. In Kansas City. In Arrowhead. In Arrowhead. Five and a half on the Bungles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to take that. i got to take KC. I have to because Patrick Mahomes is too damn good. I know. Like He's just – he's so damn good. And I think he's had his little bump in the road spell. And I think you might even – I think you might see like that snap back into like ridiculous Patrick Mahomes, into Madden Patrick Mahomes where he's like running around in circles and shit and still throwing touchdowns. I am all over the Chiefs on this one. This game is a Sunday night game. It is prime time for Andy Dalton and uh, Marv Lewis. You know uh, what their record is. The, the lights are always bright, and I think sometimes the the, the light gets in Marv Lewis's eye. Mar- Marv needs a little bit of the eye black. <laughs> yeah, he's got. New, I think the strips. Andy, Andy Dalton wears eye black and still doesn't play well. Uh, AJ Green, if you have him on Sunday nights, usually you know that you're probably only going to get like two points. You know they <laughs> they got issues. Kansas City was like they dropped forty last week on oh, on yeah. the Patriots, which is un- like yeah they beat the they lost to the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but he scored forty, mm-hmm. which is insane. It's not like he scored fourteen. That, see, that's the thing. Exactly, <laughs> they only lost because Tom Brady is the goat. Now, I hate to do this. I really hate to do this. 
because it's prime time Andy and it's prime time Marv Lewis. Tell me you're going to take the Bengals here. I have to take the Bengals with the points. They're going to lose this game. But five and a half is going is a little too rich for my blood. You don't think it's going to be a touchdown game? And I don't think it's going to be a touchdown game. I actually think th- this might be the best defense that Patrick Mahomes is going to as play. They played the Jags. You know my feelings on the Jags. They they're a little bit of an overrated defense. They just got forty. They got a forty burger dropped on them. They're better than the Bengals. The Bengals have a better defense. Mark the tape. Better defense. It showed. Last week, they played well against the Steelers. They played well enough to, to win that game. They shut the Steelers down up until they held them to field. Like, in the red zone, they, they locked they locked everything down. Yeah, okay, they gave up a few chunk plays and whatnot. But, but. You can't see that exact same thing happening to them again. I see them losing this game. But by, like, a field goal or four points. You're just praying it's not six. Just not six. It can be five. This is your attempt to catch me game. This is the attempt to catch game. And you changed this on the spot, didn't you? No. Oh. No, no, no. When I saw this, I was like, this is a... I I like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's turning me in. I think that he still has to show more because he reminds me a little bit of a Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. In the way, like, yeah, they're high-powered offenses and stuff, but eventually it comes down and everyone kind of figures you out. So we'll see what happens when that happens and how he works in the NFL. There's still lots lots of learning. It's only been what, 6 weeks. So, give me the Kansas City Chief, sorry, give me the Cincinnati Bengals to cover. But the Bengals will bungle it like they usually do. <laughs> and it would have been a field goal game last week had they not bungled it and put 9 in the box. Yes. And let AB basically just like you know run what the best sh- part is though. They'll probably do that again. They'll do it again. And then the Chiefs will win by a touchdown. Maybe they'll be smarter. Or 6. Or just I'll, by exactly by four. six. How about that? They'll win by Make exactly by six. Anyways, the Monday night football game. The Atlanta Falcons at home. Two and four. Five and a half point favorites. Taking on the god-awful, can't throw the football, have a crybaby wide receiver who is now officially overpaid. Because uh, when you cry like that and you walk out on your teammates before half, actually, you know, apparently, I I didn't like the look of that. But they asked uh, Pat Shermer, who has no problem throwing Odell under the bus, wow. and he said that was a thing. He sent Odell to the back to get fluids because he was dehydrated. I don't buy it for a. And to be honest, no, no. But Pat Shermer had no problem throwing him under the bus after any time Odell said anything. Pat Shermer's had no problem going at him. Well, I'm not blame, I'm not buying it for a second. The way he acts on the sideline, the way he acts as a he is the a definition of a prima donna wide receiver. But, Mr. Stephen Artabello, as much as I say this, there's one thing I know. <laughs> that the, the Falcons are dealing with a lot right now. Got a lot of issues. Matt Bryant's hurt. Matt now Bryant's hurt. He's done. So, a lot Freeman's of pro- hurt. They got a lot of problems. And, yeah, Julio's probably going to hopefully have his first touchdown of the season because he deserves it. Matt Ryan will probably have a good game. But the Atlanta defense isn't the best, and it probably ain't going to be a field goal game. It's going to be an ugly game. This this is one of these Monday night games where you don't have to probably watch. You'll watch because you're, you're a Falcons fan. I might not watch because it's going to get ugly, and I don't want to watch ugly football. I want to watch fun football. There's going to be a lot of points. There's going to be a lot of points. Actually, here's the thing. There might not or be there a might lot not of points be because, because Eli is, might be dead. Yeah, Eli might die. But 
Saquon Barkley? Going to put up a lot of points. Odell? Probably going to put up a lot of points. If he can get the ball. He will. If he can get Even the- if he has to throw it to Saquon. Well, Saquon will have to throw to him. That's the only they'll, way. They'll make, they'll find a way. I'm going to take the Giants here at five and a half underdogs. I have to. I have no choice. It's not fun. Oh, I'm taking the points. The Falcons are winning this game, but like their defense is so bad that you cannot pick them at five and a half. It's too, too you much. You can't pick them at that many no. points. Impossible. It's exactly. I think they're going to win, but I got, I got to take the points. Because like it's look at the look what just happened with the box. That's what I mean. That's you know what, what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be close to the five and a half. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh we only have one game where we differ on, so so but you can't catch me. So I can only catch you by a game, and I hope it's that game. If the Bengals if the bungles are the bungles. How much better is it gonna be if the bungles bungle it in a way where I get an extra If the bang if the bungles bungle it. I'll be even more upset if they blitz like they did. If they put nine, in, they're like they're gonna they're gonna lose on something stupid yeah. like that, and it's gonna be yeah. a touchdown, and, and it's gonna be enough to push the spread. It's gonna, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be they're gonna lose on a stupid catch rule or something like that. You watch, <sighs> or roughing the passer. They're gonna do something stupid as the Bengals <laughs> roughing the passer. Do. I can see. Anyways, uh, that was our picks against spread. We'll see how we did. Hopefully, we did well. Hopefully, I turned that lead to one. Then it makes life just that much better. Nabby. But anyway, this is uh, this is the last word podcast. We appreciate you uh, listening on whatever platform you might be listening on. I am Angela Lippa. I'm Steve Artabello. And until next week, take care. See ya. Type of money you gon' need to buy from the hood. This type of money make you stay away. Type of money she gon' let you put it in the fight. Big bank, tight low buy. Big bank.